TED Audio Collective. My mom has retired twice. First in the spring, when her colleagues saluted her 20-plus year career with gifts and praise and lots of flowers. But then she continued to work on contract for a few months. So we celebrated her second retirement just a few weeks ago when she officially turned in her company laptop and traded her early mornings for leisurely days and whimsical travel. My mom's double retirement got me thinking about how we take care of our senior citizens once they've wrapped up their years in the workforce. It's a big question. And things might look a lot different for me when I decide to retire than they do for my mom today. In the U.S., economists and policymakers have been sounding the alarm on the growing baby boomer retirement crisis. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, people born in the mid to late 1950s, aged 65 years or older, have been departing the workforce in droves in the past decade. And that trend is only going to continue. An estimated 75 million boomers, or 17% of the total population, will be of retirement age by 2031. Without taking any action, this potential loss of millions of workers will have a big impact. Social Security benefits will eventually tap out and won't be nearly enough to cover total living and care needs. Longer lives means we will have extended health care needs. And on top of that, we'll continue to see a declining fertility rate as millennials and Gen Z opt out of having children or simply can't afford it. But some experts are wondering, instead of retiring and leaving work altogether, what if older workers were given the opportunity to continue to contribute to the workforce? Can we offer them the technology to keep working for longer? And is that choice even an ethical one? I'm Sherelle Dorsey, and this is TED Tech. Economist Pia Chat Piamsawat takes us to the TED stage to push us to think past our biases against the elderly and what their return to work could look like today and in the future. Support for TED Tech comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is an all-in-one management software with apps for every business need. Odoo has apps for CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, manufacturing, and everything in between. And they're all-in-one, easy-to-use software. And the best part about Odoo? All Odoo apps are integrated, helping you get things done faster and more efficiently. So when you think about business, think Odoo. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash tedtech. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash tedtech. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Are you driving your car or doing laundry right now? Podcasts go best when they're bundled with another activity. Like Progressive home and auto policies, they're best when they're bundled too. Having these two policies together makes insurance easier and could help you save. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to Progressive save nearly $800 on average. Quote a home and car bundle today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. 
This show is brought to you by Schwab. With Schwab Investing Themes, it's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy as-is or customize the stocks in a theme to fit your goals. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Hey, listeners, before we kick off today's episode, I want to give a shout out to one of our favorite podcasts, Masters of Scale. Every week on Masters of Scale, Reid Hoffman, co-founder of LinkedIn, meets with some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs, discussing the strategies that got them to where they are. You'll hear from entrepreneurs like former Burberry CEO Angela Arens, Imagine Entertainment's Ron Howard and Brian Grazer, Airbnb's Brian Chesky, and many other iconic founders. Be sure to search for Masters of Scale wherever you get your podcasts. So by the year 2050s, there are going to be more than 2 billion people who are older than 60 years old. And it has been estimated that around 80% of these 2 billion people will live in low- and middle-income countries, which is roughly the developing countries. It is currently a common belief globally that senior citizens should not work, do not need to work, and therefore there's no reason for companies to create jobs for them. I think this kind of thinking, the thinking that senior employment is inessential, is actually a seed of a major problem that could impact a lot of lives, especially lives of people in developing countries. Imagine a 50 years old living in a developing countries. The chance that this person will work later on will be slim. So this person is not going to invest in their skill, might not even invest in their health because there's no return from this investment. Then at the age of 60, this person is going to stop working because it's, it's a common thing to do in these countries. And then after that, many bad things could happen. For example, this person might not have enough saving or maybe no saving at all, and now there's no more employment opportunity. This person might feel lost, feel hopeless, feel lonely. This person might even feel like there's no purpose to continue living. So it seems like for many people in developing countries, there's going to be suffering through the process of population aging. Is there anything we can do differently? For me, as an economist who has been working on this topic of population aging, especially in the context of developing countries for many years, I have been puzzled by these questions. But I think I've got an answer. I think the best catalyst that we can use to break the negative aging spiral and unlock the power of population aging is to create something called senior employment technologies and use it to democratize senior employment. What is senior employment technologies? It is a technology that can be used to reduce or remove physical and cognitive barrier for work for senior citizens. Like people wearing glasses today, and we use it to you know, uh, erase or, or remove our vision problem, Senior employment technologies is something that we can use to, you know, transform senior employment from scarcities to abundance. But unfortunately, this aspect of technologies has been overlooked by a lot of people. When, when we actually think about, you know, senior living assisted technologies are, are quite common, but not so much in terms of senior employment technologies. And in the context of, for example, developed countries, these technologies do exist in some extent, but in the context of developing countries, these technologies is largely non-existent. 
So if we could create senior employment technologies and use our imagination to think about what it could be, what would it be look like? Let me give you guys a couple of examples. The first group of senior employment technologies is something that can be called physical augmentation technologies. There are two types of physical barrier to work. The first one is physical barrier at work. So as we age, we tend to lose some of our physical abilities. For example, we lose our muscle strength. We might lose our hand and finger dexterities. Now, let's imagine the possibility if we could create cheap and accessible exoskeleton technologies, in which it is a suit that senior citizen could wear, and this suit can be used to augment, for example, trunk muscle. And senior citizen can actually use it to lift something heavy, but it doesn't feel that heavy. Now, if we actually think about it, this aspects of technologies is could be pretty important in a context of developing countries, because a lot of people in developing countries actually using their body or their labor a lot for work. Next, let's imagine a possibility if we could create cheap and accessible collaborative robots or cobots in short. Which is often in the form of a robot arms, and these robot arms can be used as an extra steady hand that you know senior citizen can be used to recover um, their hand and finger dexterity, especially for work that require precision. One interesting use case for this could be for something like think about senior surgeon in developing countries, in which we all can agree that. You know, we we wouldn't want you know a surgeon with shaking hand, right, to doing anything near our body. But you know, these technologies can help uh, you know senior surgeon with amazing skill, amazing knowledge, uh, to still you know make significant contributions. And we know you know in the period of population aging, surgeon doctors you know will be in great shortage. The next physical barrier to work is the physical barrier in getting to work itself. So, as we age, things like getting stuck in traffic or being in a, you know, a congested public transportation for so long, or need to take long distance, long walking distance, uh, you know, could be a major, you know, barrier to work for for many people, for many senior citizens. Now, if a work does not require physical presence, let's imagine the possibility that a technology like remote working technology, such as you know, Zoom, or maybe in the future, a metaverse. Can be used to completely remove the journey to work itself and allow senior citizen to work from anywhere, anytime, or maybe in any countries. If a work does really require physical presence, let's imagine the possibility that a technology like, you know, smart city technologies. That one aspect of smart city technologies focuses on, you know, optimizing uh, city transportation resources by collecting data. Uh, Information and then you know from sensors or from cameras and use it to improve the journey to work for senior citizens so that their journey to work can be better and safer. The second group of senior employment technologies is something that can be called a cognitive augmentation technologies. So as we age, we also tend to lose some of our cognitive abilities. For example, we tend to lose, uh, you know, our uh, ability to memorize things or our abilities to, you know, compare pictures, objects, which is called perceptual speech. Let's imagine the possibility that, you know, maybe 
our cell phone, our laptop, or maybe a virtual reality glasses can be equipped with cognitive augmentation software powered by artificial intelligence, which can be used as a companion brain. So, in the future, this device can be used to help, uh, you know, senior citizens, senior workers to, you know, show them information, work-related information as needed. So they don't need to memorize everything, which would be great for me right now too. And, um, you know, help enhance, for example, perceptual speeds when you know senior workers, senior citizen need to, you know, identify objects or finding defects, and they can actually make the final decision, you know, better and faster. Of course, beyond physical barrier and cognitive barrier that I have been mentioned. We still need to find way to remove social barrier to work, which is called the ageism beliefs. It's the beliefs that senior citizens are always less productive than younger worker for any kind of occupation. I think senior employment technologies can take us one step closer to remove or maybe significantly reduce ageism beliefs. I think if we can do this thing, we can break the negative aging spiral. And create something that can be called a positive aging spiral. Imagine a 50 years old living in a developing countries, but in this case, this person actually invests in their skill. This person actually invests in their health because they know this investment will be value. And not only that, this person actually looking forward to the next journey in their lives. That at the age of 60, senior citizens who are qualified work. Or could become qualified work because of senior employment technologies, and this person need or want work should be able to work. If we can do this, I think we can achieve and become a wealthy and healthy aging society. So by using these technologies, senior employment technologies, in which when we think about technologies, what we have, you know, listen, some technologies might seem scary, some might seem concerning. But I think senior employment technologies is the right kind of technologies that our world, our society needs more right now, and we can use senior employment technologies to transform and democratize senior employment from scarcity to abundance, and I think we can use it to transform the lives of many people from suffering through the process of population aging to flourishing in the process of population aging. Thank you very much. Support for the show comes from Brooks Running. I'm so excited because I have been a runner, gosh, my entire adult life, and for as long as I can remember, I have run with Brooks Running shoes. Now I'm running with a pair of Ghost 16s from Brooks. Incredibly lightweight shoes that have really soft cushioning. It feels just right when I'm hitting my running trail that's just out behind my house. You now can take your daily run in the better than ever Go 16. You can visit brooksrunning.com to learn more. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Mm. 
Modern medicine and technology has helped us to live longer and healthier lives. But this also requires a greater need for financial solvency in harsh economic climates where millions of older workers are now incentivized to keep working, even past the age of 70, to make ends meet. According to a September 2023 report conducted by the Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies, over 2,000 retirees surveyed had a median of $73,000 in total household savings, excluding equity. And right behind them, workers aged 50-plus have put away a median of $133,000 in retirement accounts. Those numbers sound impressive up front, but for many retirees, who are facing rising costs for healthcare and living expenses, that simply may not be enough money. This is especially true in the U.S. If we don't begin to consider alternative solutions, continued work might be more of a necessity than an option as aging populations enter their retirement age. Most conversations about tech for the retired focus on elder care, managing disabilities, and healthcare. So I was surprised by Dr. Pia Chat's thinking using technology to enable folks to keep working. It's a bold argument, yet it makes me stop and think. Shouldn't we question a world that asks for ongoing production and productivity even past the age of utility? Retirees could be spending their time with their families or volunteering in the community or living their lives like my mom, able to decide each day what leisurely activity might bring her joy. The average worker spends over 40 years earning a living, a world in which we are asking for more of our retirees, instead of providing a cushion for rest, must pause to question whether creating tools for greater economic productivity is an ethical choice. Earlier this year, an 80-year-old custodian at a Texas high school named Mr. James made headlines when students raised over $270,000 using TikTok in a GoFundMe campaign to send Mr. James home to enjoy his retirement. Before the campaign, Mr. James was forced to keep working because his rent had increased by $400. Instead of technology to work longer and with more help, perhaps we should use technology to do what the students of Callisburg High School did, send retired people like Mr. James home so that they can rest. And I also wonder, maybe we should be looking for solutions to get older folks' basic needs met so they can spend their well-earned retirement years however they wish. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. TED Tech is part of the TED Audio Collective. This episode was produced by Nina Lawrence, who also wrote it with me, Sherelle Dorsey. Our editor is Alejandre Salazar, and the show is fact-checked by Julia Dickerson. Our production coordinator is Farah DeGrunge. If you're enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe and leave us a review so other people can find us too. I'm Sherelle Dorsey. Let's keep digging into the future. Join me next week for more. You're growing a business and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate, no coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.